Okay, so we're up to Parshas uh, Yisroi, Rishe, chapter eighteen, verse one, Perik Yudches Pasuk Aleph. Vayishma Yisroi. So Yisroi heard. Yisroi uh, was a Koyen uh, Midyon. He was a uh, a chieftain uh, in in Midyon. He was a uh, um, an important person over there in Midian. But we had already learned, the Torah calls him Koyhen Midian, we had already learned that when Moshe Rabbeinu came there, he separated himself from Avedizara. And that is the reason why his daughters would have been have been chased away. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu, when he came there first and he met his seven daughters, they were shepherds, that everybody was starting up with them and he had to help them by Yeshiyam Miyodom. So... The uh, Koyan Midian over here, uh, Koyan a lot of times is understood as a uh, as a priest, um, and um, we're, we also learned before, if you remember, uh, when the uh, Torah's Miyaches uh, tells us uh, that uh, Pinchas uh, is lineage, and it says Mibnei that he took Mibnois Putiel, uh, so Rashi says over there, Shepitim, uh, that his grandfather stuffed calves to Avedizora. So the Koyen can also mean the fact that he was a priest, he was a, for the idols over there. But he has already uh, dropped that. Um, now the Torah emphasizes over here, Koyen Midyon. Um, and, and that is to tell us that despite the fact that he was a very important person over there, we'll, we'll see that in Rashi also, uh, that the fact that he was a Koyan, he was a very important person, nevertheless he dropped everything to come to the Bnei Yisrael, as we'll read in the Parsha. So Yisrael, who was the Koyan Midian, he was a Koyan in Midian. I don't think, I don't believe that he was a Koyan Midian at the time. Uh, when he's coming, he was before, and he's just referring to him as the uh, as the Koyen Midian, um, I don't know, the English translates it as the Chiftain, that was the Alufim also were translates as Chiftain, I'm not sure, to me Koyen sounds more like uh, like we had before in the Pasik in Vuhu Koyen Lekeil Elyon with regards to um, to, to, to shame over there, Malki Tzedek Melech Shalom Vuhu Koyen Koyen uh, referring more as a servant to Hashem, like a priest, or something like that, like the Kahanim today, who are called Kohen for that reason. But in any event, so this Yisrael was a Kohen Midian, I don't think he was at the time, but he was a Kohen Midian, and he was Chosen Moshe, and he was the father-in-law of Moshe. Again, he calling him here Yisrael, and we've called the father-in-law of Moshe various different names, Rashi will say it already. And so what did he hear? He heard... All that Hashem has done uh, to Moshe, that's his son-in-law, all the Yisrael Amoy, and to his nation Israel, his people. Uh, and, you know, it's summed up that Hashem has taken out the Jewish people from Egypt. We'll see in the Rashi details. So, Vayishma Yisrael. So Yisrael heard. So it's Mashma that he heard, this comes right after the previous parsha. So, so what news, uh, what specially did he hear that he came? 
so it seems like something made an impression on him right now by Yishma Yisra as follows. So Rashi, Kriyas Yamsuf, or Melchemes Amolik. These were Melchemes Amolik, this comes right afterwards. By Yishma Yisra, we're just learning the Melchemes Amolik was the last thing in Parshish B'Shalach. So it makes sense that the Pesach says by Yishma Yisra right after that, that this is what he heard. Also, the general theme that took place in this Parsha was the Kriyas Yamsuf. In the previous parshas, we talked about mostly Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So, Rashi is first asking, Mashmo Shamo Ba. I mean, again, there's a Sikh about this, I didn't look it up now, but I'm looking, trying to learn just the Pashtip Shat and Rashi without uh, uh, the uh, expanded commentary, but just in Pashtip, that by Yishma Yisrael, so Yisrael heard what Amalek has, uh, has done. And also the parsha, the whole in general parsha. That's what Rashi says. Kriyas Yamsuf u'Mechemes Amolik. So although Kiyotz Hashem is Yisrael mitzrayim, that was the general theme that he took him out of Mitzrayim. But maybe for that he didn't have to wait till they came to Rifidim. Uh, in Rifidim, that was already you know uh, a little bit after the uh, Kriyas Yamsuf, and they just going out of Egypt. He would have come maybe right away. Maybe it took some time to get there. But Rashi says it followed this parsha, so it was mainly the um, uh, al and, and the Kriyas Yamsuf. Now we'll see soon, Rashi says also more things that he heard and that, that he was impressed with, and we'll see how that all reconciles. So Rashi, now we call him Yisroi. So Rashi says, Sheva Shemesh Nikruloi. There are seven names that were, uh, that he's uh, called with, uh, were called to him. He's called Reuel. Now some of this we have before them. So it says they went to the Reuel, their father. That's the daughters. It says the father-in-law. We know Moshe Rabbein had a father-in-law, right? And it says over there in 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 the parsha when Moshe Rabbein goes to his father-in-law, it says they went to and they told Reuel Avihim, their father. So if he marries their daughter and is his father-in-law, so his name was Reuel over there. Uh, he's also referred to in other places as Yeser. And over here, of course, we call him Yisroi. Uh, and also, we'll see, Rashi bring down, Choyvav is called, it's, it's a reference, Mibnei Choyvav Choyson Moshe. And Chever Keni Putiel, Mibnei Putiel, we had that before. So Rashi says, so we find in the Chumash, didn't go through yet all the different places where it's found, but in the Torah we find the different names for Moshe Rabbeinu's father-in-law. So, why was he called? There were seven names he was called by. Zakrashi, there's a reason. Yeser is, uh, the reason he was called Yeser, al shame sheyiter parsha achas betoyer, because he made an extra parsha in the Torah. Because later on in Pasuk Chafal, if Rashi says, it says the post starts with Va'ato Techazer. So, you shall see. Yisra came and advised Moshe Rabbeinu that it's too hard for Moshe Rabbeinu to um, deal with so many people, with all the people by himself, and he gave him the advice. Now, even though Rashi is going to explain later on that Va'ata Techazet took place after Yom Kippur, that was after Matan, after he got the Luchas, that took place, you know, um, uh, later on. But over here it's Mashma, right here in the Pasik, that Yisrael came. Uh, before Matan Torah, and Yisra came to them, and he stayed with them uh, throughout Matan Torah, and he stayed till after, uh, and that's when he gave the advice. 
So, uh, but he did add this parsha the Torah, regardless when it was said. But he, he told it to Moshe Rabbeinu after Yom Kippur uh, a few months later. Now Yisroi, uh, why was there? So if it's Yisroi, so why was he called Yisroi also? So Yisroi, we added another vav to the Yisroi. Likish in his Gayer, once he converted the Kiyim Hamitzvus and he uh, fulfilled the mitzvus. They put an additional letter to his name. Why the letter Vav from the Yud? You know, number Yud is from the name of Hashem, and the Vav also the name of Hashem. But the uh, the um, um, the Yud, I don't know. It just just popped into my head that it's almost Tayag. It's six hundred and sixteen actually Yisrael. Uh, so you know, maybe. It would seem to me that they should have added maybe a gimel to his name, so then his name would have added six hundred and thirteen. Rashi says that lichin is guy my mitzvahs. So when he fulfilled the mitzvahs, they added one letter to his name. So the mitzvahs are six hundred and thirteen. Or if it wants to be the the mitzvahs the rabbanon, it should be six twenty because you know keser the tafresh chav is. It includes seven mitzvahs of the Rabbana. But anyways, that's just a tzachas. But, uh, but anyways, they added the name. I should say why they added the letter Vav. Uh, now, um, it seems like when when was he Nizgayer? What was means he converted and he served the mitzvahs? In other words, that, that took place later. It seems like, even though we learned before that he stopped David Zorah, but he never did the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs he did, that took place uh, later on. Now, in our pasuk, we're calling him already Yisroi, right? With the vav, right? So, l'chayda, since we're calling him Yisroi, Rashi says he was called Yisroi after he converted. So, it, the, 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 I guess the question I'm having, yes, sir, he's called because he added a portion of the Torah, right? So that took place after Yom Kippur, right? Here we're already calling him Yisroi, this is happening soon after uh, the Mechavah Samolik uh, that is coming in in the order of the Parsha. So here we're calling him Yisroi. The name Yisroi, Vav, there's an additional Vav that he got. So why are we calling him Yisroi? So maybe we're calling him Yisroi al-Shem of the future. He was called Yisroi al-Shem from the future. Where else do we find later on the name Yisroi that we say that the Kima Mitzvah? It comes out a little bit in the order he was called Yeser because of what took place later. Here, right away, we're referring to him as Yisroi. Fine. But he was called in different names. Then, uh, Rashi continues. So we have Yeser and Yisroi. Then he was called Chayvav. Chayvav Shechibav because he held the Torah deer. Uh, the, the, the deer. Now, it seems to me that uh, maybe, actually, um, maybe, actually, it's going from in the other direction because you see... Is that more than Kima Mitzvah? Uh, it seems like it's going up a level, going from level to level. He started with giving a Torah, then he became the Mitzvah, then it's Chiba Now, now Rashi says, where does it say, how do we know his father in law? We're saying that he was called so. Now Rashi brings in the Psukim. Because in Shaftim Dalad Yud Aleph it says, Mibnei Chaivav. So we see that Chayvav is Moshe's father-in-law, and we don't know of Moshe having any other wives, so there's no other father-in-law, so it had to be Yisrael. Uh, now, 
um, Rashi doesn't go through the Hever uh, uh, and Kami, but Putil, I mentioned we have already before. Um, and um, um, Rashi doesn't touch me. Why does Rashi touch some, doesn't touch all of them? He doesn't explain why Hever and why Kami. But Rashi goes now and he says that the name Ru'el that we just said before that he was called by, some say that Ru'el was actually not Yisrael's father-in-law, but rather he was his uh, that he was his father-in-law's father. He was Yisrael's father. So the reason why we said that Ru'el is his uh, father-in-law, that that's his name, was because it says in the Pasik, Vatavoinal Ru'el Avim. Over there, when Moshe Rabbeinu marries, it says he came to rule their father. So, Klashu, Mahu, Aymer, what is the Pasik says in Shmoyi's base, Pasik Yudches, Vatavoinal Ru'el Avim, that they came to rule their father. So, Klashu, Shatanekis, Koirin, Lavi, Avi, and Abba. Because the children... And Rashi calls them Tanakis. There were seven daughters. I mean, Kidin uh, Lechem, he married her, it seems like, right then and there. She was, there wasn't really Tanakis. But uh, maybe some of the younger ones were still Tanakis. They were still very young children. But anyway, Rashi says Tanakis called their grandfather father. Uh, and maybe by this way, in this this way, they also called their grandfather father. But one thing we see in the Torah, that the names keep on always changing. You know, in other words, the... It's, it's, it's very inconsistent, you know, we call one name and we, it's a different name and we refer to the same people with various different names. Remember we learned about Basmas, uh, Bas Yishmael, the wives over there, and all the different names, Machlas and, and Basmas, and it changed according to the action. And, uh, and, 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 but constantly, the, 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 the names are constantly changed. Over here, Ru'el, Rashi says, is a question uh, whether it was actually the father. So according to that, it was only six names, it seems. Uh, the other ones uh, stick. Another, the other six names, Yesterday, Yesterday, Yisrei, and Chayvav. Um... Um, I, you know, I can understand why Rashi doesn't have to explain Putiel, uh, maybe because Rashi said Shepitem Avedizorah, Lavedizorah, that Rashi already said, that was Lechat that's Rashi explained already. Ru'el probably was his real name. Uh, Rashi doesn't have to explain why his name was Ru'el, because that's the Pasuk. Uh, Rashi explained Yasser Yisroi and Chayvav. Now, Chaver is probably uh, connected to the word also, uh, is pretty obvious. I don't know what the meaning of the word Kani, why Rashi doesn't explain that. Anyways, so it says over here, the Pasik says that Yisroi, uh, the Kayan Midian, who was Chesh Sein Moshe, uh, who was Moshe's father-in-law. So Rashi Khan over here, Hoya Yisroi Mishabit B'Moshe, over here, Yisroi was uh, priding himself with Moshe. He's saying, Ani chasan hamelech, Ani chasan hamelech, I'm the father-in-law of the king. Again, I don't know, this is the third party telling us about Yisroi, right? The Torah is telling us. It's not Yisroi speaking here. It says, Vayishma Yisroi, the Torah is telling us, and the Torah is telling us what he did. Where do we see in the Torah, that this is Yisrael's priding himself, Miskabed B'Moshe. In the Pasuk, it only says, Yisrael heard who was the father-in-law. So the Torah makes the point of saying that Midian was the father-in-law of Moshe. I guess Rashi assumes that the reason why the Torah records it this way 
is because this is actually what was the pride of Koy, of Koyin Midian. That's why the Torah writes it, Chayisin Moshe. But it seems in Rashi clearly that this was Yisra's pride. Yisra was miskabed in Moshe. He said, Ani Chayisin HaMelech. Rashi says, Rashi brings down L'Sha'avar, and in the past, Hoya Moshe Toila HaGadula B'Chamov, Moshe would hang the greatness in his father-in-law, meaning in the past, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu uh, would take pride uh, and say, his father-in-law, Shenema, because in the Posik, Shmois Dalad Yudches, over there it says, Vayoshav El Yeser Choysnoi. So over there, Moshe Rabbeinu turned, after Hashem is telling him to go to take the people out of the Bnei Israel, out of Egypt, he had to go back to his father-in-law, Yeser, and to ask him for permission uh, to go, uh, because he made up a condition, Rashi said over there, that he wasn't going to go without permission back to uh, Mitzrayim. So he goes back, so it says, Vayoshev el Yeser, so it should have said, um, it should have said over there, um, just Yeser, why does it have to say Chaisnoi? It should say Vayoshev el Yeser. Now, this, is, by the way, is the place where it's called Yeser. I mean, Rashi doesn't say it, because you see that straight out in the Pasuk over there. It says, Vayoshev el Yeser Chaisnoi. So it starts off with Ru'el over there, and then it says Yeser, and here it actually comes to to Yisrael. And um, and Lechera, we have to say, we called them over there already, Yeser, al shame of the future, because Sheyiter Parsha Achaz Betoyer, which we find all the time in the Torah that people were called with names that they were named later on. and uh, But it seems that at this point he was given the name Yisrael because he actually came and he was Mekayim the Mitzvahs. When he came to the desert, he was actually Mekayim the Mitzvahs. And the um, the Chayv of Shechim of Torah probably came out from the fact that he stood a long time in the desert with the Bnei Yisrael so that he didn't leave them. So it's not only that he did the Mitzvahs, but he Held the Torah dear that he was, that he left everything and he stayed together with Yidin in the in the desert. Um, now that pasuk also when it says by Yoshevel Yeser Chosna it's the pasuk saying that it doesn't say Moshe Rabbeinu isn't referring to his father-in-law saying oh I'm Chosna but again Rashi uh, assumes this is from the Mechilta that the um, that when he, the pasuk says he returns Yeser Chosna. This is actually Moshe's pride. Moshe says, say, even though we're relating what he did, but we're relating it in Moshe Rabbeinu's feeling that it was Chosna. Now, why would the Torah single out and say everything that Hashem did to Moshe and Yisrael? Yisrael already includes Moshe too. He's part of Yisrael. The pastor could have just said that Koyin Midian heard everything that Hashem did to Moshe and Yisrael. So, Tarashi, Shokul Moshe, can I get called Yisrael? That Moshe is equal to Kol Yisrael. So this also, you see, it's not that Yisrael thinks that Moshe is a shakal connected Kol Yisrael, like we're saying that it's Moshe, that, that, that Yisrael is the one that's saying, I'm Chesed Moshe. We're saying, Moshe uh, Yisrael, that's from the Torah. The Torah says, Moshe Yisrael. Why did the Torah have to say that? So, it's not, we're not saying that by Yisrael, was saying, oh, my son-in-law, my son-in-law, Moshe, is equal to all Yisrael. Shokul Moshe, that's a fact Rashi is saying. It's not miskabed, it's not uh, he's priding himself that he's Shokul, but he's telling you that Shokul Moshe, can I get to call Yisrael? Because that's the way the Pasuk describes it. 
But when it comes to the Chais and Moshe, Rashi still teaches that it was Moshe's Miskabed. And when it comes to Yeser Chais, that was uh, uh, him being Miskabed. Why do you think Taka before Moshe was Miskabed in Midian? Because Midian, at that point, uh, it looks like from Rashi that at that point Yisrael was greater than Moshe Rabbeinu. Because he was the Koyin Midian, he was the philosopher, maybe he was a great uh, genius at the time. And that's why uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was priding himself with him. But as things turned around, now that Moshe Rabbeinu became the leader and he took the Yidin out of Mitzrayim and everything, so now it, it, it twisted, and now it was Moshe Rabbeinu who was the, who was the big shot. That's called Asher Oso. Now, here it says, he heard. So Rashi said before, he heard what made him come. Uh, because it happens. But then it says, he heard everything. is including as Kol Asher Oso. All of what he did. Lohem, look Rashi. What does he do to them? It's more of an act. Dirtin. What did he do? So he says, Birida Saman, Rashi adds, which we also learned just in the previous parsha. Ubebe'er, and the water that he gave them, also just in the previous parsha. Uba Amolik. So this needs already explanation, and the Rebbe talks about it in the Sikha. Why does it change around? Now it's saying also includes the Mon and the Be'er, and also he adds Amolik. Before he says Kriyas Yamsuf, and he didn't say Yiridis Amolik. This includes it with Kol Asher also. First it was something that he heard that brought him. And that made him. And here is he heard everything that he did. And then Barashi says, Ki zu That seems to be the greatest thing of all. The general idea that they were taken out of Mitzrayim is even greater, it seems, than Kriyas Yamsuf. Because the fact that they never wasn't just a miracle, it was something that he totally freed them and he changed around their their life. So that is greater than everything else. So let's go weiter. Pasik base. Bayikach Yisrei Chaisan Moshe. So Yisrei Moshe's father-in-law took as Tzipayda Eishas Moshe. Tzipayda Moshe's wife. He took her uh, with him. Now as he's coming. So now he's going to take her. We're going to learn he's coming to Moshe. Achar Shiluchel. After he sent her away. What does it mean after he sent her away? Achar Shiluchel. When God says to Moshe in Midian, we learned in Shmois Dalit Posikutes, Leich Shuv Mitzrayimo, go and return to Mitzrayim. So, what does it say? What happened? So, Moshe took his wife and his sons. He took his wife and his sons. And then the Goyman, and then it says, And Aaron came towards him. Now, if you remember, in the middle there was the whole story that he didn't circumcise his son Eliezer. And then on the way, the Malach came and wanted to kill by Bakish Hamisoy, wanted to kill Moshe Rabbeinu. And then she quickly took Tsipayra, took the Tsoir, and she circumcised uh, Eliezer. And then, but, uh, and by Harav Menu, and he let her go, and she, she called Domim uh, Hassan. That he almost uh, he was almost killed over his son because he didn't circumcise. So he had the baby there, and Rashi explained they had a little baby, and he didn't. The reason he didn't do the bris, Rashi explained over there, it seems like because so the reason he didn't circumcise him was because he was afraid for his health. But then when he came to the mullah, Rashi explained over there, over there was already a short way to Midian, so he should have circumcised him. But in any event, we'll soon see. Then he meets up with. Aaron, by Yishei Baharel Likim, Shem promised him that Aaron won't be upset, that he is 
becoming, you know, taking out the Yidna Yisrael, he's going to be happy, so then, Ari says to him, Omar Lois, Aaron says, who are these people? Omar Lois said to him, Zuhi Ishti, this is my wife, that I married the Midian, these are my children. Omar Lois, so he says to him, so where are you leading them? I'm going to Egypt. So Baisha says to him, We're in pain for the early ones, those who are there already. You're coming to add to them? Go back home to your father's house. She took her two sons, and she went to her. And she went back to her father's home. Now, by the way, it's interesting, I don't remember that ever mentioning about Yisra's wife. Apparently, maybe Yisra didn't have a wife, or the kids, there's no mention of Yisra's wife. They're all going back to base of Yod, not to the base Imam, not to her mother's house, all going back to her father's house. Now, even though Rashi, we learned before, Rashi said that over there at that point, it was already close. We explained that it was already close to Mitzrayim, and that's why he had to circumcise him, so even though it was the Sakonis of the Derech, but at that point they were close to Mitzrayim, it was not Sakonis of the Derech, but in, over here it seems like after the Bris, he had to go back right away, uh, back to, to, to Midian. Maybe they waited until they went back, maybe that's why it was no danger, whatever happened, that's not clear. But in any event, he talked to him back. That means Akhar Shilucheo, after she was sent back. So he took her, his, his daughter, Tzipayda, Moshe's wife, the ace Shnei Bonel, and the two of her sons, Asheshema Echad Gershem, one of his name was Gershem. The reason he called him Gershem Kiel Omar because he said, Geir Hayisi Beretz I was a stranger, I was a stranger in a foreign land. That's where it was in Midian. That's when Moshe Rabbeinu was in Midian. That was only Ger. That was only Gershem, this first son. But Dalet, Shema Echad, the son of one, was Eliezer. His name was Eliezer. Why was he named Eliezer? because the God of my father uh, what does he mean when he says the God of my father does he mean here like Amram before when we do by the Avram Yaakov we always said now who we also had the Lushen Avi Moshe Rabbeinu saying also Avi but I'm wondering whether the Avi means literally the Avi Amram's father and it's just because he was Amram's God too. And but why would he mention Amram just? Maybe just because his father. Or maybe Ovi means my father, like Abram Yitzchak Yaakov. He's going back. You know, my ancestors. Elikei Ovi. The, you know, uh, like we say, Elikei Avishaynu, right? So Elikei Avram, Elikei Yitzchak. So the God of our fathers, right? So maybe Elikei Ovi, uh, my father. But this is a Loshon Yochid. Talking about my father. I'm not sure what he means here exactly. But he says, but the God of my father was Be'ezer. He's speaking about Hashem. Hashem helped me. Eli, Eli, Ezer. Eli, Ezer. Ebishta helped me. He saved me from this sort of parah. It's interesting, in the Pasuk before, when Moshe Rabbeinu goes to Midian, there is no mention of the second son birth. There is no mention of the second son's name. The Torah talks over there, says that she gave birth, that he had a son, Gershem. It says exactly, doesn't talk about that he gave birth to Eliezer. It only says there he he had took his, both of his sons on the donkey to take him to to Mitzrayim to take him to Mitzrayim with him when he was leaving Midian. And then we hear the story about the bris over there. 
Maybe you didn't name him because you named by the bris. I don't know if that's that's a svar because he didn't have his bris yet because much like the bris, so he didn't name him. So therefore, he only Ash named him Eliezer after Vatichlois Vatikach Tzipayru Tzor Vatichlois as Orlas Beno. When she cut up, she made him the bris. Maybe that at that point, Moshe Rabbeinu called him the name. That's when he called him Eliezer. That's why the Torah maybe doesn't mention that she gave birth because if the Torah would have said that she gave birth beferish then the Torah would have to tell you the name but the thing is he didn't have a name yet because he wasn't circumcised, he didn't have a bris he didn't have a name I don't know, this is maybe this is the, a svare that popped into my head that maybe maybe that's why he's not mentioned over there because otherwise here the Torah tells you clearly Eliezer now why he named him Eliezer so he says so Rashi refers to already, there is, uh, there's several times where Moshe Rabbeinu actually refers to a Mecher of Parei. But here again, Rashi says, When the Dosan Vaviram went and slandered and told uh, Parei about the Mitzri that he killed, then Parei wanted to kill Moshe, his neck became like a pillar made out of marble so that they couldn't chop his head off they tried to chop his head off, they couldn't do it so that means literally that's why he named it Eliezer but as I said, Rashi has already mentioned this before uh, of the, the head of Pari. Rashi mentioned already this before, this before that, he, uh, that he saved him in, in, in this way in any event, Posik hey, Bayova Yisroi Chayson Moshe. So now Yisrael, Moshe's father-in-law, Uvanov and his sons, Ve'ishtoi, and his uh, wife, came al Moshe. They came to Moshe. Where did they come? They came al Amidbar. They came to the desert. Now, Asher Hu Chayneshom Har Ha'elikim. He was camped over there by the mountain of God. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu was camped now by Harar Likim, that's Mokim Sinai, that's the Chayrim. Because, um, the thing is, by the, the air, it says over there that he took him, and also by the Mulchama with in the Rafidim over there, he says that they went to the Giva over there. If you remember in the Parshim, the end of Bishala, now, the Pasik says that they were encamped by Rafidim. That was the story of Mayim Lishtois. Now, Rafidim was, they came from Midbar Sin, and from the Midbar Sin, it says that was between Elim and Midbar Sinai. So, apparently they were going, starting from Elim, that was with the Shtei Mesrei Aynes Roshim Tmorim. Then they came to Midbar Sin, which was before Midbar Sinai. And then they were going into Midbar Sinai. That's what it seems in the, in the Pasuk. But also, um, over here it says they came to the Midbar Asher Hu Chaynesham Har I'm just trying to figure out in the simple shot in the Pasuk, this follows what it says over there. Rashi says, we know already that he was in Har Sinai. Because over there Hashem says, I will stand to you by the rock in Chayrev. That is Chayrev. And then, so that is the Har Sinai. Also by Yovah Amolek, by Ilochemim Yisrael, Berifidim. So over here it also says in the Rifidim, the Rifidim was where they were camped. So it was all in the in the in, 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 in the place over there. Uh, and I'm actually wondering when it says that if they went down the Reisha Giva on the hill, could that be actually Harsinai actually over there? 
where, where there was in the Rafidim over there. It doesn't say the name, but maybe that, that's what it was. But in any event, Rashi says Mephashtus that it is obvious that they were already in the Midbar. That this was in the Midbar, that the Rafidim was in the Midbar. If this is following, unless we don't see that this was happening at a later time, that this whole uh, Yisra is coming over here, uh, was only uh, was at the time uh, of Machr Shema Kippurim in, in, in Rashi so far it didn't say that that uh, that um, that this whole story of Yisrael even though it's placed over here but it never took place right after the uh, the uh, this this um, this happening that took place in the story over here but this whole story of Yisrael really took place um as Rashi is going to say when he gave him the advice or right so that was at the time that Moshe Rabbeinu was uh was under Har Sinai and 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 there was really much time then because Moshe Rabbeinu was on Har Sinai then he came down and he gave them the Torah and then we have to say that Chaisa Moshe Punkt came in on that particular day because before that Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't go out to greet him because Moshe Rabbeinu was from Shavuos He's basically, he was preoccupied, he was on the mountains, uh, almost straight, with coming down in the middle. But let's see, but let's see that. But Rashi says it in, in, in any event, it's obvious that Hoyush by Midbar Hoyush. So why does the Pasik have to say that he came to the Midbar? But the Pasik is trying to tell you about the praise of Yitzchak. So the Pasik is relating this, again, in the discussion before. The Pasik is here describing that Moshe and and his father and his son came to the midbar. He was sitting in the glory of the world. And his heart prompted him to go on to the desert. Now again, I'm not so sure exactly what Rashi means, but Yeshev Bekvedesh Eloilam is living amidst the greatest honor of the world. I mean, I quoted for a few times already the Rashi before that they uh, had Niduhum uh, Etzlam, and that's why they would chase away his daughters. So is that considered to be Kvedesh Eloilam? I mean, so how does that reconcile? Uh, maybe they took him back, maybe he became again a Kayin Midian. After Moshe Rabbeinu left, maybe they had second thoughts, maybe they listened to him, and that's why he said Kayin Midian over here. Um, or maybe uh, it's still considered uh, was a process. He left Avedizore, he met Moshe, and then uh, he goes to the Midbar. So, so he comes to the Midbar. A place of uh, wasteland. To hear the words of Torah. Uh, and this is actually maybe the chibav. That's the, maybe the chibav is That was the chibav that uh, we mentioned before. So he says to Moshe. Now he didn't say it to Moshe. He said the shliach to say to Moshe. I, uh, your father-in-law Yisrael, come to you. Now here he's uh, saying uh, he's telling him that it's his father-in-law, but the and your wife and the, and the two of her sons. Ima are with her. Also, Shnei now two of her sons. I heard. Yeah, his. I don't know, but Shnei Vanecha, two sons, two your sons. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have any other sons. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe Yisrael thought maybe he could have married another woman in uh, Mitzrayim, so he wasn't sure. So he couldn't tell him. 
uh, two your, your two sons. Uh, well, they'd also be your two sons, but it could be somebody else. But the, her sons, there were two sons. But anyway, so so Kedashi by Yemen al Moshe al Yishliach through an agent. He says, "Ani chesenecha Yisrael zokedashi v'gaimer im ein ato yitzi begini." If you do not go out because of me, he's basically saying. So say beginish tacha. He was asking him why is he telling him to go. He didn't want to just pop it. He wanted it to come out to greet him. So if you don't go out for me, go out because of your wife. Uh, your wife is coming. You may not yet to beginish tacha. And even if you're not going to come out for your wife's sake, tzein begish now. Go out for the sake of her two sons. Now, is that is that the way normally we would say? If you don't go out for your wife, go out for her two children. I mean, if his wife is not important to him, uh, go out with his children. But maybe in Yisrael's uh, thinking over there at that time, uh, maybe it was different. You know, maybe the wife was not uh, was not so important. I mean, if he's going to go out, don't go out for her. Go out for her children. It's also not saying for your children. It's saying for her children. It means her children that she had from you, basically. Pasuk Zayin. So Moshe goes out towards his father-in-law and he prostrated himself uh, and that seems like it goes on Moshe because it says Moshe, it's only talking about Moshe even though it says and he bowed it doesn't say they bowed he bowed uh, uh, he prostrated himself he, he did it, it's maybe Moshe and he kissed him so it looks like he kissed. Uh, he kissed uh, Yisrael. That's what the passion of the puzzle. And we'll see in a minute. Uh, Rashi is going to resolve this. So a man asked his friend. Each one they greeted one another to peace. And they entered the tent, the tent of Moshe Rabbeinu. In that time, Yisrael was honored, a very great honor. Once Moshe went out, Aaron went out, and once Aaron went out, Aaron and Nodav Aviv went out. Why does Rashi not bring out also a Lazar summer? Uh, Lazar summer was also his sons. And they were already born then. I don't know. Um, um, you know, by the way, this is, I just wanted to mention, this is uh, the Gaya to the Pasha B'Shalach, we learned in Shvi over there. Over there we learned that Aaron and Chur went together. I was wondering, Chur was the son of, 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 of Miriam. Or his father was Kolev. But apparently he didn't take Kolev because uh, Kolev probably went to war together with Yeshua. So he was probably in the war, so he took his son. He took Kolev's, he took, the, he took Miriam's husband's son. Um, but it's still, you see, the leadership, the Torah, the Torah is all about the family. All about the family. You know, it's all about Moshe Rabbeinu's family. It's Hashem, it's Moshe Rabbeinu, it's Aaron, it's uh, Miriam's son, it's Chur. It's yeah. called, and even Nachshim and Aminodov is also related as Aaron, Aaron's sister. Alisheba was also this, the sister of, of Nachshim and Aminodov. It's all about the, the leadership. Torah is leadership. I mean, let not anybody tell you differently, because in the Torah you see these are the, the, the Rebbes, the, 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 the leaders. 
the God there, the Eni Yisrael, and the Jewish people have to follow and have to look and go through the 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 Moshe Abdei. There is no other. There is no other way. There is no. Uh, there's no other way. The Torah speaks constantly. Everything in the Torah is about Moshe Rabbeinu, starting from Moshe Rabbeinu. It's all about Moshe Rabbeinu. And it's, everything is in the leadership of Moshe Rabbeinu. But anyways, I'm just saying this because I don't know. Uh, the Pasuk, when we learned before about the, the lineage, so talking the Pasuk over there before, um, in uh, Perik uh, Vav, Pasuk Chavdalad, um, uh, the Pasik does talk about the children. It says, Noda, summer when it talks about Ari's children. So why does Rashi just mention um, over here uh Aviyah? But anyways, he was Moshe Aaron Who would see these people going out and would not go out also? So, you know, if Moshe and Aaron and Aviyu, everybody followed. Uh, what does it mean, Yotza? They went out. They went out of their tents, I guess. When it says, Vayetze Moshe, Moshe went out. Where did he go out? I mean, he says, uh, the Pasuk used the Lashon Yotze before too. He may not Yotze begini, say beginishtcha. What does it mean, go out? Come out. And it says, Kovn Kam Everybody went out. Maybe they just went out, everybody went out from the tents. I don't know, did they go out like far? Or they all came out to greet him, like in the you know the all, everybody came out of their tents, because it doesn't say they went vayelchu. It just says vayets vayets in Moshe. Moshe went out towards his father-in-law, and everybody went out. So he went towards his father, but everybody went out. We're going out out of where? Out of their tents, l'cheda. But it doesn't say that they went. If they went far, it should have said vayelchu. But the fact is that everybody went out. Who saw these people going out? You know, everybody with the tent seeing everybody's going out, the whole commotion. So everybody went out. So they bowed and they kissed to him. So it doesn't say who did it. Any day I don't know who bowed to whom. And I'm assuming that Rashi doesn't say I don't know who kissed whom either. Because it doesn't say that either. But Rashi when the Pasik says that they asked one his friend, Ish. Ish is reference to Moshe. Shenemar, because it says in Mamidbury, Beit Gimel, Vahish, Moshe, and Moshe, the man Moshe. So, I guess Rashi is learning. Since it says later on, Vahishalu, Ish, Lirayehu, even though Vahishalu is a plural. So they asked, but then first it says, Ish, Lirayehu. Actually, if from the Pashtun Lashon and the Pasik, it says, Vahishalu, and they asked, so the plural means that they asked. So the Ishla Re'ehu, it would seem, in Pasha doesn't really mean one person to the other. It, it means one person to the other. It means John Doe to John Doe. You know, it means just one person to the other person. But Rashi says no, Vayish, because then it should not say Vayish Alu. Then it should say Vayish Al Ish Re'ehu. Because Rashi teach, Miu Akoru Ish Zemoshe. So the only time where it says ish is over here, vayish alu ish. So so then in this case, I don't understand Rashi. Ish does not mean Moshe Rabbeinu because, or else it should say vayish al ish. The man asked, why should it say vayish alu? They asked. So the ish over here represents reyu means his his buddy. It doesn't say ish uh, to to the other one. So. 
it's like as if it says one to the other one to the second one Not, so echad specifically doesn't mean one another, it means one of the two to the other one and what would it be because that ish was Moshe does that necessarily necessitate that uh, the and Vayishak is also Moshe Rabbeinu why? Vayishtachu Vayishak could be uh, that one way Vayishaluish could be the other way I guess Rashi is, is learning from the Mechilta and Tabchuma they're learning since the Pasuk writes it in the Loshan Taken Nat Vayishalu Echod Lasheni but it writes Ish and Ish has a remnant of Moshe and we cannot apply it to here to Vayishalu so therefore we're saying that this applies to the Vayishtachavu and automatically L'chera Vayishakloi also I'm assuming that it goes on Vayishak because Rashi specifically says, quotes from the Pesach, Vayishak too. So Rashi is not just talking about the Vayishtach, he's talking about also by the Vayishak. Pesach Ches, Vayisaper Moshe Lechoisnoi, so Moshe related to his father-in-law, Eis Kol Asher, Osa Hashem, everything that God has done, Lefaroi, to Faroi, Ule Mitzrayim, and to the Egyptians. Aloidois Yisroel, on the account of, of the Jews, in other words, to the, for the Jews, it's called Atlo, uh, all about the hardships, Asher Mitzosam Baderech, that had befallen them on the way, you know, the difficulties that had befallen them. Uh, Rashi is going to say it's not referring to the water and the bread, the mana and the water and the problems with the mora over there, but this is talking about the, the problems that had befallen them, means the Yam and Amalek. Uh, those are the other, the, the Goyish problems, not the Yiddish problem. He told them the Kolat law, all the troubles, Hashem, it's awesome, but that uh, they uh, were found in the way by Yetzilim Hashem. And maybe uh, we'll see the Rashi. Rashi says, by Saper Moshe Lechoisnoi, he related. So Yisra heard a lot of this stuff, but this was what Moshe Rabbeinu is relating to him more in detail, because he heard some stuff. He tells to his father in law, the reason he told it to him, he wanted to draw his heart to bring him close to the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to influence his father. He was doing a He was trying to do kiruv. Kiru. You know, he's doing kiruv with his with his father-in-law. He wanted to be him to the Torah. So apparently, it's it says to me also that when it says that he was called Ki Yisrael, they added the name when he was Mekayim the Mitzvahs, maybe that took place later, because this it still seems that he was still hesitant, he hasn't yet made that, that turn, because over here it's just, um, he's trying to still be Mekayim, he's trying to relate to him, uh, so by telling him everything that Hashem has done to Pari Mitzrayim, uh, he heard about that he took him out, but he told him all the details for the Yidin, then he tells him it's a Kolat law, meaning all the hardship, now it's called law. Rashi says specifically, Shalayam Bishalamolik. Uh, what took place over the sea with Amolik. Of course, he's not going to tell him about the complaints about the Yidden, that there's no water and there's no drinking. If he's going to tell him about those hardships, why would he want to come and join them? So he gave him selective stories over here. Rashi says, didn't tell him all the stuff. He just told him, the Yam, the Shalayam Bishalamolik. Atloa, so Rashi, Lamed Aleph bin Hayisoid. The Lam and the Aleph are the actual, uh, the root of the word, Shalateva uh, of the word. Vatov, and the Tov is, Tikkun is the, 
is 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 uh, the tikkun that is both formative and basic, and sometimes it's omitted from it. Uh, so uh, all these this, 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 truma separation, tnufa waving, tkuma rising, and tnuah removing. Pasuk tes vayichad Yisro al kol So Yisro was happy for all the goodness Asherosa Hashem liYisrael that Hashem did for the Yisrael Asheritzilemi and Yisroim that He rescued them from the hands of the Egyptian. Vayichad Yisro. What does it mean? Zokrashi vayismach Yisro. Yisro rejoiced. Zau pshutay. This is a simple meaning. Umedrashay and the medrash is nasim besorei chadudin chadudin that his uh, flesh uh, explains that uh, that his flesh became. Prickly, in other words, it has uh, goosebumps. You know uh, why? Because Meitzar Alibud Mitzrayim that he was actually upset over the destruction of Egypt. So Vayichad Yisrael from all the uh, you know he was telling him because Hainu the Amri Inshi. This is what people say: Giyoyra, a convert, Adasore Dori, up to ten generations. You shouldn't shame, you shouldn't degrade, uh, disgrace a. Aramoa, gentle in front of him because he feels bad still for them. There's still some connection. So you shouldn't do it in front of his face. Up to the ten generations. So here yesterday he was uh, just turning, uh, converting himself, but he still felt bad for the Gentiles, for the Goyim. Now it's interesting, also with there, any Giyoyer, any Aramoa, I mean, Yisrael had no relationship with, with Mitzrayim really. But there's a medrash that Yisrael was one of the advisors, actually, of Pare, who ran away from Pare to, to, to Midian. Uh, there's a whole medrash, the Gemara, about this. But in any event, I'll call a Toiva now. Here's all the goodness of Tashi. So here, we're talking about Toiva Samon, Vabeir Vatoira. We're talking about here, we're talking about positives. So before, when he's telling him the troubles, he's telling him the troubles of. Uh, but but here he's telling the goodness, the toivas hamon and the beir v'atoyim. So that's not even uh, that's not even counted as a claw as a problem. Fakert, he looked at it. It's not a problem. Look, the Eibushter made the miracle. He gave us the mon. He gave us the the beir, and he gave us the Torah. Oh, the Torah. Did the Eibushter give them the Torah yet? What does it mean? I call a is Rashi referring to over here to the Torah that was going to give to them later? Is Rashi hinting over here that the Torah was already given? Or maybe Rashi is hinting to Mora. But the Ebishter told Asher Som Asher Shom Som Loi Choyku Mishpat V'Shom Niso Rashi says he gave them some halachas the halachas of the of Dinim and he gave them the halachas of Paraduma yeah, to 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 Tzazigbon So that could mean the Torah because again, to say that Rashi is hinting here that this yet so far no, maybe later on. Val kulon and on everything, on top of everything, to top it all off, that he saved them from the hands of the Egyptians. Why is that it's the greatest thing of everything? And this is not only here, but before also Rashi said already right in the beginning. He says, Hashem as Rashi says, over here, when Rashi says again, Rashi says over here, that here it's also, uh, this is Al-Kulam, uh, uh, this is greater. Why? Rashi gives more articulate Rashi than before, yeah? Yeah, well, if 
Yisrael wasn't a slave in Mitzrayim. But there, again, that's another Medrash. Rashi didn't bring that down. That's another Chazal. But up till now, one slave could not run away from Egypt. The, the land was closed. Here they went out 600,000. 60 times 10,000. That's 600,000. That's only the men above 20, besides women and children. Pasuk Yisrael. So Yisrael says, Baruch Hashem. Here, Baruch Hashem. Thank Hashem. Um, we had the last Baruch Hashem before already in the in the, in the Pasuk. This is not the first time, I don't think so. This Baruch Hashem is brought down before. Baruch Hashem, Asher Hitzel Eschem, who saved you, Miyad Mitzrayim, from the hand of the Egyptians, Umiyad Pari, and from the hand of Pari. So he mentions also Pari separately the Mitzrayim. We see Rashi. I should hitzil asom that he saved his people, and he says again, mitachas yad Mitzrayim from under the hand of the Egyptian. So Rashi is going to explain why does he say it separate. It says yad Mitzrayim. So Rashi umakosha Mitzrayim is a hard nation, even them alone umayat Pari is a melech kosher. So each one is separate. He doesn't just say Hashem saved you, and not only Hashem saved you from Egypt, and not only Hashem saved you from Pari, but each one is is Pari was in Mitzrayim, and everything else is is, is deserving of a separate mention. Uh, in Pesach Ches, uh, it says also when Moshe is saying to him, he says Leparoi ul Mitzrayim. Um, so over there he also singles out uh, Pari and. Mitzrayim separately, um, but over there um, Rashi doesn't say anything. Rashi doesn't say anything um, that Hashem uh, Leparei, who is a Melech Kosher, will the Mitzrayim, because maybe with regards to relating, he's telling him specifically what took place with Parei with the Mitzrayim over here, but over here that he's telling about saving them. That's thanking Hashem for saving them. Why is it important to mention each one when he's saving them? So Rashi says that each one is, is powerful. Then the Pasuk continues, Yad Mitzrayim. So Rashi, what does it mean, the hand of Egypt? So Rashi, Ridui Umorus Hayad. That is the Targum translates it, was under the control of the Egyptians. An expression of tyrannization and domination. Ridui Umorus Hayad, of the hand. Uh, uh, the reverse of in the hand which they, the Egyptian laid heavily on the Yidden that is that's the slavery Rashi already said before the word Yad means always it's always the Yad means the simple word Yad but it has a lot of different connotation there was a big Rashi before a Targum Rashi that Rashi translated also the word Yad we had earlier in the I believe it was in Parshish B'Shalach Posu Yudalef Ato Yadaiti, he says, now I know Ki Godil Hashem Mikol HaElikim that Hashem is greater than all deities, all gods Ki Badovor Asher Zodo Aleim for with the thing that they plotted that came upon them as Aleim Badovor Asher Zodo what they tried to do, Aleim went on them So Rashi, what does it mean Ato Yadaiti, now I know So Rashi, now I really know, now I recognize I knew him before. 
But Ba'achshav Yosef, but now I know even more. So Rashi is saying, because Rashi is explaining, L'chayra, already he knew before he came, he dropped away the Zora, he, he, he connected, it seemed like uh, he connected, uh, and he came, but Rashi says he knew, but now he knew, knows him a lot, after he heard uh, details from the story that Moshe Benin told him. So he says, Mikol Ha'alikim, from all gods, Rashi, Malamed is teacher Shayimakir Bechalavi Dezora Shabbayilum that he was an expert. He knew all idol worships, all deities that were in the world. Shleiniyah Chavi Dezora Shalavda. He didn't leave one worship that he didn't Chavi Dezora Shalavda. Now, one can wonder, <laughs> big deal. Mikol Elikim, all of Elikim, all deities, you know, I mean, stones and. No, Yisrael was a very. Very uh, intelligent and very uh, person recognized by the Zorah. You know, when you worship money, that's also by the Zorah. You can worship Alekim, you can have deities. It doesn't just mean, you know, uh, like fools who are bowing down to stones and, and, and rocks and making them by the Zorah. Some people make up by the Zorah from very, very, they make up by the Zorah of themselves, they become by the Zorah. You know, they start believing in themselves. So there's a lot of levels of by the Zorah. He recognized, he came to the true level of Bittl. That the only thing is Amazon, it means Ainaid Mavade. So even though it seems like Mikol Halikim, so you say big deal, you know, I mean those who who's Alikim? But this Alikim means any level that a person can say about himself that it's an Alikim, it's a modus, it has some power. There's no power, there's nothing power. Hashem is greater than all the powers and everybody needs Hashem power. I'm just trying to think in the positive terms here. Kibadovarashizodu Alayim in the matter that they have plotted, was on them, they tried to destroy them with water. Um, and this was also because they saw in their stargazers that the Jews would be parched with water, and that was Moshe Rabbeinus, then they mixed it up. So they wanted to destroy them with water because they drowned the Jewish children, they drowned in the waters. Um, and they themselves got lost in water. Now, before when we were learning the Pasha Shmois, it seemed like, uh, you know, the Gzeda in the Pasik, uh, uh it seemed like was, uh, first he told the Mialdis to kill, and then there was one day that he told all the Egyptians to kill. But there was a connotation, a hint over there, that the Jewish people were always uh, getting killed. They were always being thrown to the Nile River. Because many places hinted at that, but specifically uh, with uh, we know we know that the Jewish children, Moshe Rabbeinu, the mother couldn't hide them anymore. And uh, even though what I'm trying to say, the connection in Rashi, I'm trying to remember the connection in Rashi that on a regular basis that they took Jewish children and threw them into the water. Rashi talked about slaughtering Jewish children when the Pare got 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 sick. But this, no. But this is, um, um, so they themselves uh, were destroyed in the water. So, but there is, there is, uh, the hint that Rashi says that in that day they were geyser and all the Egyptians, that is already telling us that for the Yidden, they were all, all of them were, were, were all the time. So, Rashi Asher Zodu, the Rashi Asher Yishu, that they planned wickedly. And our rabbis learned it in Bereshus Chavhei Posik Chavtes, but it says by Yozed Yaakov Nozid. Zodid means that Yaakov. What does it mean to now Yaakov cooked? 
Vayozet, he cooked. So they said, Begdeira Asher Bishluba, in the pot that in which they cooked, Nizbasha, they were cooked. In other words, what they tried to cook the Jewish people in them, so they cooked. Pasukit Beis, they were Vayikach Yisroi. So Yisroi, Chayson Moshe, Moshe's father-in-law took Oila Uzvachim. He took a Oila, a sacrifice, a burnt sacrifice. Uzvachim and a peace offering. Now, Oilon Uzvachim, we know later on in the Torah, an Oilon is totally burnt, every part of it. Zvachim, you've heard certain sections of it, and the rest is, is eaten. But apparently, in those days too, they knew some of these laws, and they already followed that law. So even though we didn't have the, the, the old Alochas and Parshas Vayikra, and again, but it's still they followed. So that's why Rashi we're going to see. So they 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 brought it to the king. By Yahweh, Aaron, so Aaron came, v'choyel zikne Yisrael, and all the elders of Israel. Now, who are the elders of Israel again? Okay, we had already mizikne Yisrael before, and then we have when we prepare it in the zikne Yisrael, and um, and and. So, but here apparently it's not all the Zikna Yisrael. That still includes what Rashi said earlier. It means some of the Zikna Yisrael, those who designated, it wasn't the Ayin Zikanim yet, but some Zikna Yisrael. That would happen later on. So they came lechol lechem and Moshe to eat bread together with Moshe's father-in-law lifnei ha'elikim before Hashem. What does it mean before Hashem? Zikrash Rashi will explain. Oilo Zikrash Kimashma. She oila kolil. Oila means as the meaning of the word oila, totally consumed. That it's totally consumed, in other words, they burnt it totally. So there was no pe- the people didn't eat of it. But zvachim means shlomim. Zvachim means a peace offering. So vayyavay arin, so arin came. Uh, uh, now it says arin and all the elders of Israel came to eat with Moshe's father. So what happened to Moshe? Where did he go? He's the one that went towards him. The God of called a cover, caused him the entire, all this honor. But he was standing and he was serving them all. Why we call this Nehem Likim? From here we know that one who derives pleasure from a feast which Torah scholars are seated is if he derived pleasure from the Splendor of the Shechina. Because there was Aaron there, because there was Zikna Yisrael over there, so they were distinguished people, together with Yisrael, and together with Moshe, that's a Suda Tamidich Chachamim. And that's why it's called Lifnei Halikim, before Halikim.